Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Episode 40, Season 3 the Daily Intermission Podcast. I am Greg, your host. I am in studio. And first of all, I want to start things off by apologizing. I apologize about the late episode. Um, you know, I like to be transparent with you guys. And, you know, yesterday I came down to record and uh, I was excited for the day. Obviously, Tiger Woods was teeing off and we haven't seen him play in a long time. And um, so I came down early and I, and I wanted to record. And, I, gosh, I, I was having a bad day. And, um, you know, in, in this career or, 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 you know, occupation that I've chosen, this business, um, there's nobody to tell you, you know, that's, that's what you should be doing. And there's nobody directing you. And, um, you know, it's really all on you and, uh, it weighs on me at times, <clears throat> you know, I, I can't, uh, I don't really have, uh, too many escapes for, um, you know, this, this industry and, <clears throat> you know, um, it, it more or less, it, it, it's just mentally tolling on me at times. And I don't want to be, you know, a, a big baby, but I was having a challenging day. Uh, you know, I came in to record and, um, you know, the episode during the episode, it rarely happens. You know, I typically I have my my mail outline. <clears throat> I sit down, I turn the camera on, I turn the mic on and I just I get things rocking and rolling. Uh, but for some reason yesterday, um, you know, it's just, you know, I was just having a bad day and, and um, you know, I was experiencing different feelings and, um, you know, not questioning, you know, myself worth, myself worth, but just questioning, you know, if I was, if I was getting better at what I'm doing or questioning, uh, you know, if, if I'm good enough and, and, and it's just so silly. And, and, you know, when you're in those moments, you know, it's, it's, it is challenging to overcome those thoughts and those feelings. And I was recording the podcast and I must've stumbled on my words or just, I stopped like six, seven times. And, and, um, you know, I was like, Greg, you know, you just don't have it. And I just wanted to remind you guys, you know, you know, you're allowed to have bad days and you're allowed to have days where, you know, you're not yourself and, and, you know, you're feeling a little off and, and that's completely okay. And, um, you know, I just hope that you guys know that, you know, if you do, if you are having a bad day or if you're not feeling like yourself, that you can always send me a message, you know, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, on an Instagram DM or, or, you know, whatever in the chalkboard app and the personal messages, if you ever have a, if you're having a bad day, or if you're not feeling like yourself, um, you know, I'm someone that, you know, you can reach out to. And yesterday was one of those days. And, um, you know, I guess lonely is, 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 is a feeling that I do feel at times. Um, you know, it's just me and, and, um, you know, it. uh, <clears throat> it got better as the day went on. You know, I, I, I've built, I've got some outlets and, um, you know, some family members that, you know, I talked to and, um, but you just have to remind yourself that, you know, of all the positives, uh, that are going on in your life and all the things that you're thankful for. And, um, you know, I hate to start off the episode on that type of note or that type of, um, 
I guess, you know, theme and, 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 but you know, that's what I was feeling yesterday. And I felt like I, you know, I wanted to be transparent with you guys because, you know, a lot of you guys are amazing supporters and, and, um, you know, I really enjoy, you know, making content for you guys and, and, you know, recording podcasts and, you know, I really truly do try to get better. And, and I hope that, um, you know, I can continue to do this at a high level and, um, you know, I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, and I, I, I plan to do this. This is, a decision. I've done enough things in my life. Uh, I've worked at different jobs and in various industries to understand that, you know, once you find something that you have a passion for that really puts a fire in your belly and that you enjoy doing, you know, chase it. Um, <clears throat> you know, I'll get into uh, the full swing documentary in a little bit. You know, I, I, I found myself in tears watching Tony Finau's episode. And, um, you know, one thing that resonated with me, uh, you know, and, and, and almost put me into tears was, you know, Tony, he said, and I'm sure that, you know, it's a saying that's that's used a lot was, you know, winners are just a bunch of losers that never quit. And, um, you know, that's something that, you know, I that really put a log on my fire. And, you know, sometimes that you need that you need something to, to, you know, kick you in the butt or to, to give you an extra boost that day. So, so yesterday I had a tough day, but I'm back in studio. I'm ready to rock. And I want you guys to know that this episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Check out manscaped.com. Look at the platinum package. It has lawnmower 4.0, which is an amazing product. Obviously, it's a grooming razor that you can use in the shower. It's waterproof. It's nick-free. It's an unbelievable product. Uh, in the platinum package also is body wash, conditioner, shampoo, and obviously, you know, I won't need that because I don't have any hair. Uh, but use the code TDI at manscaped.com for 20% off free shipping. It's truly a great package. And I wanted to tell a story at the beginning of episode 40 of Simone Gagne. So if you don't remember Simone Gagne, he was an NHL player. He played for the Philadelphia Flyers and the Los Angeles Kings. I probably should have looked up his hockey DB before this, but he was a phenomenal player. Um, he played on, on Team Canada at the Olympics, like truly uh, kind of an under-the-radar, sneaky, really good player. Just checking in on the uh, on the roadcaster to make sure I'm recording. Um, but he, so there was a competition when I was in Pee Wee AAA, and uh, I know some of my teammates from that team uh, will be listening to this. Um, but we are in a competition and the competition was put on by Pringles. So Pringles, obviously the chip can that come in the, um, kind of cylinder can, uh, it was which minor hockey team across the country could, could collect the most Pringles cans would have a practice with Simone Gagne. And so luckily, um, close friend of the show, Jacob McNutt, his, his father was, was working on the airlines and their airlines were giving out Pringles cans. So we had a huge advantage. Uh, he would collect those Pringles cans from the flights. And uh, obviously our team, you know, was going bananas collecting these Pringles cans. And we ended up winning the competition. So Simone Ghani flew out to rural Nova Scotia to have a practice with us. And it was phenomenal. I mean, it was just incredible to have an NHL player, especially at that age. Uh, I mean, he was so fast. He was so filthy and just a great guy. And, and I, it was certainly a, you know, a memorable experience for everybody on that team. Uh, but it was our entire team. And we had one individual from the AA team come up to practice with us. I'm not really sure how he managed to get into that practice. Um, but after the practice, there was a draw for his stick. He signed the stick that he was using. It was a Nike Bauer stick. I mean, remember the Nike Bauer days? It was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, what a filthy looking brand slash, uh, you know, dual named company that was Nike Bauer. Filthy. But uh, so that stick was given away and, you know, whole, the guy that got called up won the draw for the stick and our team was pissed. 
So what do you do? I mean, you had this guy, you invited him to the practice and, and he ends up winning the draw, which is unfortunate. I don't think his name should have been in the draw because I'm not sure. Quite frankly, I don't think he collected Pringles cans. Actually, looking back on that, I should have protested. I wasn't obviously mature enough to protest it, but I should have been like, that is fucking bullshit. But anyway, he won the stick and uh, he went on to use the stick the season after. I'm pretty sure he broke the stick. Um, so, I mean, it just left a sour taste in a lot of our teammates' mouths. And the moral of this story is that if you ever get memorabilia from a professional player in sports, don't use it. Whether it's a hockey stick or a baseball bat or a baseball glove or a basketball, like, I, I just, it cringes to me. Like, can you imagine if you had a Kobe Bryant signed basketball and you were out shooting hoops with it in your greasy driveway? Like, if you get sports memorabilia, case it up and, 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 you know, make sure you preserve that because they're fun items to have and they, they have a story to tell. Uh, but that's the story from my PB AAA team having Simone Guy in the rural Nova Scotia. If you don't know Simone, look him up. He's an absolute beauty. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, we're moving into quarter one and we're going to talk about the NFL. In quarter two, we've got some NBA action for you. In quarter three, we'll talk about the PGA Tour. And in quarter four, we'll talk about the NBA. I left the NHL off the slate today because not only has it been a little bit quiet, uh, obviously people are sitting out uh, on their respective teams because uh, teams are protecting some of their players. Jacob Chikrin comes to mind and I think Gavrikov as well for Columbus. They're sitting out, they're protecting their assets. But uh, over the next few days, we should start to have some action over the next few weeks for sure. But I thought... Let's keep the NHL off the slate. Let's let some content build up, and we'll we'll have a big full quarter uh, on Tuesday. Um, and I'm going to keep the episodes on Tuesday because uh, just for the golf content, uh, I like to consume all of Sunday, um, and then it gets a little late, especially when they're on the West Coast, uh, for me to come down and record. Um, so, yeah, this will be the last time the NFL kicks it off. So the NFL in quarter one, um, I released a video this week talking about the James Bradbury hold on Juju Smith-Schuster. And, and uh, my take was, and I'm pretty sure I was vocal about it last episode, was, you know, was it a hold? Sure. You know, by definition in the playbook, it was a hold. And I think that at certain times, especially in the playoffs uh, of different sports, you know, and there's different moments where it has to be very egregious to call uh, because it is going to have a massive effect on the game. And I thought that that wasn't enough of a hold to warrant a flag at that moment. And people ripped me apart online, ripped me apart. If you haven't seen the comments on TikTok and Instagram, go read them because I got shredded and I stand by my take. Referees are not supposed to dictate and have a massive influence on the outcome of the game. And that certainly did. Like I said, it stripped us of an incredible finish. It stripped us of, of the ability to see what Jalen Hurts, if he had the gonads to drive down the field. So I thought it was an unfortunate call. I thought it wasn't egregious enough to call. And I know by definition, it is a penalty. And the argument was, if it's a penalty, call it. Well, you're certainly not a huge, big enough fan because infractions like that happen all game long. They do. Infractions happen like that on the line of scrimmage. They happen in the secondary and they pick and choose essentially. Uh, that's, you know, and, and if the ref sees it or not, and I get it by definition. I mean, if, if by definition, all of these penalties were being called all game long, there'd be a flag every play. And I stand by that. And I stand by my take that that flag shouldn't have been thrown. So if you have a, if you have to, if you disagree with me, you know, I'll respect that decision. But I know deep down that I am correct because I watch, I consume sports like an absolute lunatic. And that in these big games and in the playoffs, those, those flags and those penalties aren't called. Those fouls in the NBA, they're not called. 
because it has a, it has too much of an influence of the game and there's too much on the line. So if you disagree with me, well, go fuck yourself. So we had the Chiefs parade as well. Chiefs obviously celebrated their Super Bowl win. And Travis Kelsey, man, you know what an, uh, what you know what a coming out party it is for Travis Kelsey. And obviously, you know Travis Kelsey had his own bachelor show, Chasing Kelsey and you know, his podcast with his brother has just been phenomenal. What a time to release it this year uh, to decide that you're going to do a podcast with your brother. And not only are they going to have just the most A-list of guests come onto that podcast, but they both made it to the Super Bowl. What a platform that is to promote your podcast. Uh, but Travis Kelsey, I mean, he he was on the Fallon show and now he's going to be hosting Saturday Night Live. Like Travis Kelsey has really come out to be a star media individual. Uh, what a brand he's created for himself. And I'm excited about that for Travis Kelsey because he is a great character and, you know, ripping apart the Cincinnati mayor, for example, after they beat Cincinnati and just being absolutely electric in the trophy ceremony during the NFL celebration. It was incredible. Uh, and if you missed it, Jason and Travis, they had a great moment on their podcast talking about their mother and talking about their family, um, you know, and, and how their mom, you know, was, was the center of attention at times during the Super Bowl week and how special that was for them. And they were both in tears and it really was a great moment. And I, I Jason Kelsey just seems like such a beauty. And, and I, I honestly, Travis has grown to me as well. And not only is Travis just a super talent, just a freak of nature. He just seems like a beauty as well. So I'm really, I've really enjoyed the Kelsey content that we've got uh, over the last few weeks, just out of the Super Bowl and the podcast, and certainly some of the content. I haven't listened to their podcast, quite frankly, but I've seen the clips online, um, and it, it, they they are a, a fun duo to listen to. Uh, continuing on with the content that is that is kind of uh, you know trickled down from the Super Bowl, Juju Smith-Schuster on Valentine's Day released a tweet. I thought it was a gutless tweet about James Brad, the James Bradbury hold. Uh, obviously, there was some humor in it, uh, but AJ Brown, receiver on the Eagles, responded in a big way, and I would consider that a body bag. He pretty much told Juju that he was you know a, 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 not a great receiver and that Patrick Mahomes resurrected his career and um, that he should shut his mouth and obviously congratulated him but it was uh it was an interesting tweet uh twitter battle uh that came out this week so obviously you guys saw that i'm not sure you know what my take is i think juju should should obviously shut his mouth um and and not tweet that uh but obviously there was some humor involved in that and aj brown stood up for his teammate james bradbury who will be a free agent which we'll get into later on um in the quarter about some of the free agents that will be available this year the Raiders have released Derek Carr. So Derek Carr was set to make his guaranteed money on, I guess, February 15th. And on that day, he was released. Uh, so where will Derek Carr go? Where do we think? And what what are the what are the Raiders going to do a quarterback? Uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I think they draft one, and I'm not sure if they'll trade for one. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, obviously, is at the top of that list. But I'm, I'm almost going to guarantee this. I'm going to throw it a guarantee. I don't often do this on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. But I think Derek Carr ends up in the NFC South, and I am going to guarantee it. Uh, we look at the NFC South, uh, the, the the Saints. Are they going to go with Dalton Winston, or would they like to acquire Carr? I think Carr would, would, would surpass them. Tampa Bay. Well, Tampa Bay right now, I think they only have Kyle Trask, former quarterback for the Florida Gators. I think that's their only quarterback under contract right now. They might bring back Blaine Gabbert. Who knows? But I think... Derek Carr seems like a reasonable spot uh, for him to go because obviously they have got some nice offensive pieces in Tampa Bay. Look at Carolina. I mean, they've got a nice draft pick. They'll probably be able to draft, but it's always nice to have a veteran quarterback in that system uh, to help along a rookie because I, I do presume that Carolina will draft a quarterback 
Um, so I think Derek Carr ends up, and even Atlanta with Desmond Ritter, I think they're going to go with Desmond Ritter, but Derek Carr might be another guy to get in the mix there. So I, I think that Atlanta would be the least likely out of the NFC South to, to chase down Derek Carr, but I do believe that out of the Carolina Panthers, New Orleans Saints, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Derek Carr might end up there, or will end up there. Uh, the, New, the Indianapolis Colts announced that they will be moving on from Jeff Saturday, obviously the interim head coach that they brought in last year, analyst for, I'm not sure what uh, broadcast company, for the NFL and a former uh, you know Hall of Fame lineman. Uh, but they hired offensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles, Shane Steichen. So Shane Steichen was a longtime assistant for the Los Angeles uh, Chargers and uh, was recently, obviously for the last few years, the offensive coordinator in Philadelphia. So they have hired Shane Steichen. We'll see what happens there. Um, obviously when these guys that we see, uh, coaching across the NFL, especially coordinators when they're brought in to be a head coach, I'm not sure how it's going to work out, but I was very bullish on the Colts preseason. I liked a lot of the moves they had made and obviously it just didn't work out for them. Frank Reich got fired. Matt Ryan looked like a piece of dog shit and, and Jonathan Taylor really didn't have a year that we expected him to have. So we'll see if the Colts can bounce back next year. Um, but listen, the NFL isn't going away. We're about a month away, uh, from free agency. So free agency opens up in March 15th. And then obviously at the end of April, we'll have the draft and then and, you know, it's just a few more months where, where camps open up. Uh, but these are some free agents that we should take note of, ladies and gentlemen, moving into the NFL free agency. Lamar Jackson. So obviously Lamar Jackson, he represents himself. And we're not sure if he's going to be returned to Baltimore or not. But Lamar Jackson certainly a name that will be uh, headlined over the next few months. Jamal Dean, quarterback uh, for Tampa Bay. Jacoby Myers, receiver for the Patriots. Jesse Bates, safety for the Cincinnati Bengals. Levante David, linebacker for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Daniel Jones, quarterback for the New York. Giants, Josh Jacobs. So we Saquon Barkley, two running backs respectively for the Los Angeles uh, or sorry, for the Las Vegas Raiders and the New York Giants. Dalton Schultz, tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Geno Smith who set the passing record for the Seattle Seahawks this year. There's a ton of names, ton of free agents this year. Uh, that's just a short list of them. So it's going to be a really exciting free agency period. Like I said, that opens up on March 15th. So we'll continue to monitor those names and, and the different uh, rumors that go. But I think Lamar Jackson will be the one name that's obviously jumps off the page because if he leaves, obviously Baltimore will be left in shambles. They've got a phenomenal defense as well. I think Lamar ends up staying, but we'll see. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're moving on into quarter two. and We've got some NBA action for you. And if you guys haven't seen the preparation that I've been doing, I'm going to continue to do the preparation. Later on today, I'll be releasing one. Um, but I'm using props.cash and it's an app that you have to pay for. I will be having a discount code here shortly. But props.cash, what it does, it's it, it's got uh, NBA, NHL, NFL, and now college basketball. And it just kind of, it, 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 it goes through, well, you've got options to sort through points, assists, rebounds. You can look at the different stats and the different matchups and different players, and it really shows you what their season's been like, what they've been doing in their last 20 games, their last 10, and it shows you averages, and it's just a nice 
uh, illustration of how this player has been performing. So I've been using that props.cash. Uh, it hasn't it, it? What it does is just it kind of strengthens strengthens your narrative, and and it, it is a handy tool to have. So uh, if you're interested in using or having access to those graphs, uh, wait out a few days. I will have a discount code for that app. Uh, but John Morant and Scary Terry. The other day I was over three. I should say over two because Scary Terry didn't play. So I was over two the other day in my preparation um, bet. Uh, so I, I do apologize about giving out bad bets, but John Morant, you're dead to me, dude. You're in a perfect matchup against the Utah Jazz who love to get into high-scoring games. They don't play a lot of defense, and John Morant was just terrible. He was inefficient from the field. So uh, John Morant, you're dead to me, And uh, but we'll continue. We'll pick ourselves up, and we'll move on, and we'll have a proper Asian later on today. Russell Rasp- Russell Westbrook, interesting. Obviously, it sounds like the Utah Jazz are certainly going to buy him out. And then he's been in contact with the Chicago Bulls, the Los Angeles Clippers, and the Miami Heat. Uh, so especially, too, if he goes to the Clippers and Heat, he'll be going to a team that you know definitely has all the capabilities of going on a run. So we'll see where Russell Westbrook ends up. I think it's going to be the Clippers. And I think the Clippers are a team that not a lot of people are talking about that definitely could make some noise in that Western Conference. Um, obviously, any team that has Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are going to be good. But I think that the, the Clippers are a team to watch uh, moving forward. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, it is NBA All-Star Weekend this weekend, so we will be on an NBA break um, until, I guess, it'll be next Thursday uh, until we get NBA action again. But this weekend's going to be super exciting. I, I really enjoy the NBA All-Star Game. I shouldn't say the NBA's All-Star Game. I like the All-Star Skills Competition. I really like the dunk contest and the three-point contest, and that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the dunk contest. Sorry, I thought somebody was walking into the studio. But we're going to talk about the dunk contest. We're going to talk about the three-point competition. And uh, starting things off with the dunk competition, obviously four names that you may... What is going on here? Oh, it's just me. Um, sorry, guys. Uh, talking about the dunk contest, we're going to look at Kenyon Martin, Mac McClung, Trey Murphy, and Jerico Sims. So um, KJ Martin, obviously a player for the... Uh, for the Houston Rockets, Mac McClung, he was a, he wasn't even in the NBA, and they invited him to the All Star competition or to the dunk competition. Uh, he was recently signed by the Philadelphia 76ers. He's a white guy. I remember, I think he played at Georgetown. That might be incorrect. Trey Murphy off the Pelicans. Jericho Sims. I'm not sure where did Jericho Sims play. I forget right now. But obviously, four not huge four names, and, and that disappoints me a little bit. I've been vocal about that in the past about how the NBA should you know, bring in some of their stars or really recruit some of their stars to play in the NBA dunk contest. But I'm looking at Mac McClung knowing this thing. Obviously, he's the only white guy in the competition. He's got some serious hops. Uh, I think he's going to pull something out that's really ridiculous. So I'm really excited about the dunk competition. Um, and uh, obviously, there's been, you know, in in a perfect world, in an ideal world, we would have guys like Zach Levine and, and Aaron Gordon, excuse me, and maybe guys like John Morant, uh, LeBron and Giannis. But... I'm excited to watch what these guys do. Excited about it. So my prediction, if you're going to bet on it, I like Mac McClung. I'm not sure what his odds are. Uh, but then we've got the three-point competition, another really exciting competition. Um, and there, and here we've got some serious names. We've got Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heald from the Indiana Pacers. We've got Tyler Hero uh, from the uh, Miami Heat. We've got Damian Lillard, obviously, star from the Portland Trailblazers. Lori Markkinen, who's having a great year for the Jazz. Ferry Simons, again, from the Portland Trailblazers. Jason Tatum. Star for the Boston Celtics. And we've got Kevin Herter, obviously former uh, Atlanta Hawk. I, I don't have jotted down what team he's playing for right now. Is he on? I think he might be on Sacramento. Uh, so that's going to be really exciting. I'm leaning towards Damian Lillard, just dripping. Um, Damian Lillard, and I'm looking at Laurie Markkinen as well. 
so those are my two picks. Dame Lillard and Laurie Markkinen. Probably sprinkle those uh, if we can get plus odds on either of those guys. Obviously, I'm doing my guy, Jason Tatum, a little dirty, but really excited about that. Uh, so we've got the dunk contest and the three-point competition this weekend that I'll be watching, and I'll be getting the chalkboard app fired up. All right, folks, quarter three PGA Tour action, and it's the Genesis Invitational Riviera, obviously hosted by Tiger Woods. And we had Tiger Woods teed up, and we'll get into his round here shortly. Uh, obviously, early in the week, it was announced that Tiger will be playing with Justin Thomas and Roy McIlroy. I was bricked up. I was fired up about it. Uh, Tiger, obviously, his comments pre-tournament were that I'm not going to be... You know, I'm not going to be signing up and playing for these tournaments if I don't expect myself to win or give myself a chance to win. I hope you guys all bet on the plus odds of him making the cut. But he tees off here very shortly. Um, I, this is, I am recording early right now on Friday morning, so I'm really excited about uh, gathering some content and editing and, and watching his second round. Uh, but it's funny, you know, the Golf Channel, uh, <clears throat> typically they, they, on Thursday and Friday, they start at 3 Eastern and they go until uh, 7 Eastern for every tournament. You kind of get the tail end of, of the golf. But Tiger Woods is now playing, and he tees off at 10 in the morning my time, so 9 o'clock Eastern, and the coverage starts at 9 o'clock Eastern. Absolutely love that Tiger has that effect. And I don't, I, this is my recommendation with the Golf Channel. Like, why does Tiger have to be playing for you to do that? Like, why can't we just watch golf when it's on? Like, I, that's something that the PGA Tour needs to address, and I hope they do. But Tiger's round, it was awesome. He went out on the first hole. It's one of the easiest par fives at Riviera to set things off, birdied. And uh, he grinded from there on out. He was kind of hovering around that minus one, even plus one for the rest of his day until he gets on the 16th, par three, uh, and absolutely chucks a dart at a very tucked pin. Goes birdie, birdie, birdie to finish his round at minus two. Incredible round from Tiger Woods to start things off to go too deep at Riviera. Uh, Rory was minus four. JT was minus three. Obviously, Max Homa, who won the event two years ago, very comfortable at this course, very comfortable in California in general, minus seven. Keith Mitchell as well, minus seven. So just a great leaderboard. A lot of, it's just a star-studded field in Riviera. So hopefully you guys are catching it. Um, but another moment that happened during the event was Tiger was, he was out driving Roy Macro and Justin Thomas all day long, which was completely surprising to me. But Tiger Woods out drove Justin Thomas on one, on one hole and he handed Justin Thomas a tampon. <laughs> I have never seen anything like that. I might stuff some tampons in my golf bag. I'm not that I'm the longest off the tee, but it's a nice kind of, uh, it's a nice gesture to have if you ever outdrive anybody uh, to have a tampon in your bag and to hand it over and say, listen, buddy, that's, you know, you'll, you'll be hitting first. So uh, that's pretty funny there. Uh, you know, the antics between Tiger and JT, obviously great friends. So uh, hopefully you guys are able to sit down and watch some of the content that we're going to have at a Riviera this weekend. I'm not going to talk about the live tour much on the podcast. Um, I just, I, I'm not a huge fan. I've been vocal about that in the past. I think it's a kind of a clownish circus act. Um, and obviously I had initial shock uh, last year with all of the players. And I think a lot of people in the golf world did. They, you know, obviously a lot of the players that announced they were leaving a lot of the youngsters from, from South America. I mean, we, we think about, um, uh, Joaquin Neiman and Mito Pereira and, and obviously, you know, just a lot of Carlos Ortiz and, and Abraham Anser and Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Patrick Rui, Brooks Kepa. There was a lot of names. Bubba Watson and uh, uh, just a ton of names that we thought, gosh, that's going to be tough, a tough loss. But just over the last few weeks, there's been promotion of their their different team names. And obviously we know on the Live Tour that it's a three-day tournament, it's a shotgun start, and they play it with teams. It's just been just it's been the least compelling thing to me. And 
I mean, I'm not going to consume live, the live golf. And obviously we understand that the money that they were offered was, was, was massive and, and they chose to, to go for the money, but I don't know if they're going to be able to survive. I don't know if, if the Saudis are, if they go on a two, three year run here in the, the, the fandom and, and, and consumption of this live tour continues to where it's going. I don't know if they're going to be able to survive. I don't know if they're going to continue to, to invest in this. And I think that, especially too with the waste management and, and we got Riviera this week. We've got the players just a few weeks away. The Arnold Palmer. I think that some of these live guys are looking around and they're going, man, we're not being talked about very much. You know, we're not in the media. We're not playing meaningful golf right now. They might regret it. And I'm thinking that there is some regret from some of these players. So anyway, that's, that's my rant on, on the live tour. I think it's a complete joke. Obviously uh, I won't be following it. I won't be covering it on the podcast and, you know, if you do want me to cover it, then we can discuss that. But I, I just have really no interest in in that, and and my allegiance is with the PGA Tour and the standardized four day tournament, and, and all the all the storylines that we get of the PGA Tour is certainly sufficient for me. Guys, Netflix released the full swing documentary, and I binge watched it. I watched it in about a night, um, and I I just loved every minute of it. You know, it got me emotional at times. Uh, for a big for a, you know a diehard golf fan like myself, it was really just a nice a nice insight on these guys outside of the golf course, and a definitely a nice reflection of some of the tournaments that I had forgotten about. I mean, obviously, when we're dealing and following fifty tournaments a year, we forget the little the little moments that happen throughout the throughout the, the season and, and the different leaderboards and how that happened. And, uh, you know, one that I was talking about in my group chat uh, with my buddies, uh, Johnny and Jacob, we were talking about, you know, we had forgotten about how much of a comeback Justin Thomas had. I mean, he started five, six shots back on Sunday at the PGA Championship. And obviously we know Mito Pereira ended up collapsing and Justin Thomas ended up winning. It was just an incredible, incredible event. Uh, but Joel Damon has a very special episode and, Big Tony Finau made me very emotional as they talked about, you know, the different hardships. He's come from nothing in Utah. And uh, obviously, you know, he he struggled to close early on his career. He won back-to-back events. His father-in-law passed away. He was traveling. He has a big family. I mean, it's just an incredible documentary. And I hope that if you're not a golf fan, you can go and watch the full swing and really gain an appreciation for what these guys do. It truly is a special documentary. So, there's a bunch of guys highlighted. Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth highlight the first episode, but they just travel and navigate and follow along with different players and different characters through the PGA Tour. It's really a special documentary. I really enjoyed it. So if you haven't watched it, go watch Full Swing on Netflix. All right, ladies and gentlemen, just a briefing out of the MLB and boxing world. We've got the MLB just around the corner. Obviously, pitchers and catchers have shown up to camp, and uh, I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited about the MLB season. I am going to... The MLB is my weakest out of the big four. I've been vocal about that in terms of following. As a young kid, I used to be a diehard baseball fan. I used to... Uh, I'll tell a funny story. We used to run um, a baseball league. So this is something that I oftentimes reflect on. I, I've got stepbrothers that are younger, and um, I just even just watching some of the younger society, I mean... We had gaming systems, um, you know, we had uh, Xboxes and Playstations, but I don't think they connected online. And, and that certainly, when I was growing up, wasn't the thing to do. The thing that we did in my community when we grew up 
was we we don't organize things. We'd always be playing road hockey or touch football or and baseball. We had an incredible baseball league, and so this baseball league was it, there was people you know from grade six to grade 10 playing in this baseball league. And it was a strong league for, I would say three, four years. And it would be fun because there'd be buzz around the school at recess lunch. We plan, we plan, we plan, and we'd have a world series on weekends. It was so much fun. Uh, but that, and that was the only real baseball experience that I had. I never played organized baseball, but when I played different intramural sports at college and things, you know, I was actually, I was half decent um, because I'd played in this organized league that we played in. And I don't feel as if society does that enough anymore or, or you know, the younger generation, you know, I don't know if, if they do organize different things and, and play different things. Like it doesn't have to be a registered sport to play. And, you know, I'm not sure if my community just offered enough youngsters to play, but it was so much fun. Um, but yeah, the MLB season just around the corner. I'm excited. And, and sorry, the, the moral of that story was that's when I was following baseball very closely and I had fantasy leagues on the go. And I, I guess this is a public service announcement for you guys. What should we do for a fantasy league? Is there a way that we can get hundreds of people in a fantasy league for the MLB this season? Like, is there a box pool type style of, of, of uh, fantasy that we can do? Because I don't want to do a 12 person league because obviously that limits the amount of individuals that we can get into it. But can we do a big fantasy pool for the MLB? So if you have any ideas let me know in the chalkboard and then will be thread uh but just a reminder I, I, there's not you know a ton of content to get into but i just wanted to go over the changes that are going to be going on in the major league baseball world this season no more shift so i was reading the statistics on the shift it is remarkable i mean teams used the shift last year so we know what the shift like say if there's a, a left-handed batter that is just just pulls the wheels off of it like david ortiz for example they would bring the shortstop over and they would just push the shortstop over, push the second baseman almost into like a rover position in the outfield. And uh, it, it, they would just, it, there'd be nobody and kind of almost shift the third baseman into that shortstop position. There'd be nobody down the third base line uh, just because their inability to, to uh, hit opposite way. So the shift is illegal now. They won't be able to shift. There were 60,000 shifts last year. So that is now you're not able to shift uh, as a defensive tactic. There'll be a pitch clock of 15 seconds. So when the catch pitches the ball to the or throws the ball to the catcher there will be a pitch count uh, there'll be bigger bases uh, there'll be some scheduled adjustments and obviously the automatic runner that they used last year in the X trainings will remain I'm really excited about it guys so string training starts just about a week so we'll be following the MLB the MLB obviously will reside in one quarter for all episodes moving forward really excited about it uh, my camera's flashing. We're winding out of time. Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury next weekend. Guys, we're hammering Tommy Fury. We're on the fuck Jake Paul train. That fight will happen in Saudi Arabia. Um, so hopefully Tommy Fury can be the one guy to finally beat Jake Paul. But guys, listen, I appreciate you guys waiting. I really appreciate you guys consuming the content. Make sure you five-star the episode. Leave a comment on wherever you guys uh, listen to on iTunes or Spotify. It would really mean a lot to me. Make sure you're on the YouTube page. Uh, everybody have a fantastic weekend. And uh, and I'll be back on Tuesday. I appreciate you guys waiting it out. Uh, but listen, I appreciate you guys. Have a great weekend.